0: Live with me, Emily Dolan Davis. Come and hang out whilst I share my experiences in the music industry. You can ask me questions live, (laughs) and we can get you one step closer to your professional dreams. hi. Hi, hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Emily is live. We are back back again and there are so many people in the room already. So I just want to start out by giving a shout out to all the people that were in way before we went live. So Jed Kenyon, who is here at the moment, he is home off work today. I hope that's for a good reason and not a bad reason, Jed, but hello, Matthew North music is here as well, but I think he can't stay for much long cause uh, stay for much long stay for very long because he is at work so matthew i hope you're sort of like secretly watching but we're glad to have you for as long as we can have you charlotte bibby is here hilariously just messaged saying that uh, after last week's episode where i was saying so much about how um, I don't enjoy rehearsals and it turns out a lot of people feel this way. She said that the a rehearsal room, which is up in Scotland. If anyone needs a rehearsal room, go to, uh, Charlotte. Um, yeah, apparently it's completely booked up. So echo lab studios completely booked up for this weekend, which is brilliant. Love that. Um, Nathan drums is here. Hello, Nathan, who is wolfing down his bacon bagel. And can I just say before I, let me just check this. Yes. Uh, you have a bacon bagel this is my reward. This is how I work. My reward for myself after I do this live stream is a salt beef and mustard mayo sandwich with gherkins in a rosemary for catcher. Oh my gosh, I saw it in the shop and I don't usually get sandwiches, I just don't. But I was like, you know what, can't pass that up. So that is my reward for after I do this live stream. Um, so I'll be joining you there with your, your bacon bagel eating. Um, Maisel Drums is here. Hello, Maisel from Brazil. How you doing? Mooncat Drums, Carl Bayless is here as well. Uh, Walrus Tash from Tasmania is also in the room. David Lemids is here uh who else have we got i'm sure i saw a couple of other names oh edmund massey is here who may not be able to stay because he has a surreal meeting with rick marino now is rick marino a an american football player or am i thinking of someone different who was in ace ventura am i is this my brain just short circuiting i don't know but you can tell me i know he's incredibly famous and i should know who he is don't really know if he's not the Miami Dolphins guy. Um, who else is in the room? So zoster is here. Hello, Michael Lopez. Matthew Chambers is here, although he can't stick around either because he's got a depth job with a pink tribute band, which sounds amazing. I would love to play in a pink tribute band. I think that would be so much fun. Um, who else have we got? Um, oh, and my screen is jumping around. Adrian in the base. Hello, good morning from Ontario. Amazing. Oh, and Ali's in as well from County Mayo. Hello, all of you wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people and um, welcome to Emily's life. I can relax now that I've said a quick hello. I know that there's people still piling in. So um, that's fine. We'll, we'll get to that a bit later. But this week, let's talk about the thing that is definitely the thing that I have been asked the most recently um, since starting up or starting back up with this uh, series. And that is about remote recording clients and how to get more remote recording clients. This is for anyone that's uh, running a business doing remote recording and they want more clients. Funny that isn't it now this can also be related to say you're a teacher and you want more uh, students this can totally be related to that Uh, if you're running rehearsal uh, studio like Charlotte is it could be absolutely um, related to that so this does cover a lot of um, areas what I'm going to talk about rather than just the narrow sort of thing of remote recording but I will mainly reference that only because it's my most experience that I have is in that field Um, so yeah so let's get into it now I get asked this question a lot and usually the answers that I give are very much like do this, do X, Y, Z, go to these websites, you know, um, search for these type of people and and get in touch and blah, 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 and and sort of X, Y, Z, and people do this and it works and all that sort of stuff. Some people don't do it. Some people just want another answer because they don't like the answer. Um, At least that's my experience because at the end of the day, these things take time. um, They take a lot of consistent effort and it's hard. It's not easy. There's no, well, I haven't found some like quick shortcut way of finding, uh, especially remote recording clients also, oh, I'm just gonna whack my hand. That's good. Um, so yeah, I, I have never uh, found a really, really quick way of doing this. But what I thought I'd talk about today, rather than doing the same old thing of like, you know, you could try this website, you could do this, do that, leave comments here, you know, blah, 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 go into this group and blah. blah. I'm not going to do that this week. What I'm going to do instead is kind of flip the perception of maybe how you could think about getting clients because it's not just an exercise in kind of box ticking and you know, do the these amounts of things every day for a month and you'll start getting new clients It's it's it's, I think that's kind of the surface level action that needs to be taken. But here's what I'm going to offer to you for this week to think about. Rather than thinking about, you know, how can I sell my services, how can I get in touch with people, how can I do this, how can I, 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 maybe you could start thinking about your ideal client, maybe think about them. And what I mean by that, and this is something, this concept kind of changed my whole view of how I should be looking at things, and it just makes so much sense, so as an exercise, What I'd like you to do if you're running a business, any type of business that involves other people is put yourself in their shoes. And this very simple concept, I promise you will completely change everything because it changes the way that you approach things. Now, let's give an example. Um, And I I always love this example. Let's say that you're in a new area, right? And you decide you want to go to a restaurant. What is the first thing that you're going to do? I know what I can do, what I always do, and you might be different, and I'll get to that in a minute. What I do is I pull out my phone, I go onto Google Maps, and then I will just search what's nearby. Maybe I have a particular cuisine that I really fancy that day, or maybe I don't. Maybe I just want really good food, and I go, right, what's the highest rated restaurant? Let's go there, and that's it. That's how I make my decisions when it comes to food. Now, as far as I, the way I think, I don't see why it would be any different when it comes to working with a musician. I don't think. So I started to ask myself, right, what, what would that look like? What would my ideal client, let's say they find me somewhere, it can be literally anywhere. Now, if I were in their shoes, I would maybe see a video of me playing, for instance, on, let's say Instagram, okay, first thing you're going to do, oh, I like this person's playing, that's really fun. Um, Oh, I have a song that maybe I need some drums on, what am I going to do, I'm going to click on their profile. If I look at their feed and there's no other video of them playing or it's very like, you know, there's a picture of my, I dunno if I had a dog, like a dog or some family members or, you know, it's all a bit sporadic. There's a random picture of a a flower and like a beach or, you know, just not drum related, not what I do related, you know, not in my studio, not playing gigs, not any of that. I'm instantly going to be switched off. I'm just gonna be like, nah, okay. That's obviously just a one-off nice video. That's all very good, but they don't take themselves seriously. This is not a serious thing for them. I'm not gonna put my trust into them. Um, And then you'll never hear from them. If however, they go to your Instagram, they find more posts of stuff. They can find out more about you. Uh, Maybe like this, there'll be short talking videos. So literally they can see how you talk and and what your vibe is, or, you know, and maybe you're talking about something you're passionate about, if that's maybe like a certain genre or a certain way of recording or something like that, that really will help people warm to you and and, and want to know more. And then maybe there's links on your bio, which will lead them to say your business or something like that, but it lets them delve deeper. But what you need to sort of create is trust, because at the end of the day, especially on the internet, anyone can be anyone, like, I don't know about you. I'm not gonna just randomly get in touch with someone that I have no idea about and give them money to do a job that I don't even know if they can do. So I would sort of have this in your mind whenever you're posting content, whenever you're reaching out to people, you know, think about how, if if you're reaching out to someone, how would you like to be reached out to? Um, I know for me, if someone reaches out to me, even thinking about it is making me cringe. Um, If someone reaches out to me, Hi, I do this thing. Let me do this thing for you. I I, I charge this amount and, and very like aggressive. I don't like that. It's not my vibe. And it's not to say that's right or wrong. Absolutely not. It's just my personal preference. And I like to conduct myself in a way that I would like to be conducted. <laughs> I don't know if that even makes sense, but you understand what I mean. And if you do like being approached that way in a very direct way, be that, be exactly what you are. And this is what I mean it's kind of, it's not about right or wrong. It's about attracting sort of the right, the right, the people that are in alignment with you, with the way that you work, with the music that you want to be working on. Um, And I think if you can hold this in your mind's eye at all times and just think right before I send this message, how would I perceive this? Like, is this a good way of being? And basically put their needs as your number one reason for getting in touch with them. So this comes on to the next point. So that's kind of if you can keep them in your mind, right, let's let's do what's right for these people, then it's like, where do these people exist? Where can I find these people? And that's when you go into kind of working out what your ideal client might look like. So you know what, what kind of music is it first of all that they're playing? That's a very, very basic one. Um, You know, maybe it's location based, where in the world are they? You know, what other interests might they have? Um, Just sort of get a picture together in your head and then maybe start researching where these musicians are using services like, I mean, Bandcamp's brilliant, um, Hype Music is amazing, uh, obviously Spotify playlists are amazing, uh, SoundCloud, and just search for genres. So let's say you, so for me it's, I always get in touch with a lot of sort of singer-songwriters, I just love that kind of um, music i love storytelling i love all that sort of stuff and maybe a bit of country and a bit of blues and all that sort of stuff because i just love stories maybe for you it's like gospel music that's your thing maybe it's like really heavy metal maybe it's i don't know jazz who knows but you know these sites are so well optimized for finding music that is suited to your ear so if you just kind of go right i want to be the jazz drummer i want to be the remote recording jazz drummer guy or girl that's me like Here's set up my stall. That's it. Search for those people that are the independent artists, maybe not bands. Cause often bands have drummers already or guitarists already or whatever you're playing. Uh, so I wouldn't go like, I wouldn't get in touch with bands necessarily, but independent artists, absolutely. Find them, listen to their music. If you like it, brilliant. Move on to the next, up. Uh, next step. Sorry. If you don't just don't bother because all this kind of, interaction needs to have an element of trust and honesty about it because as soon as it doesn't no one's going to be interested people can see straight through that like there's no point there's literally no point of pretending so find some music that you like some artists that you like and then see where they hang out so say you find an artist on spotify on a random spotify playlist like oh my god they're amazing you find them on twitter or on facebook or maybe on instagram and just comment and just reach out and I think the other thing that needs to happen is rather than kind of this approaching with this, this thing of like, use me, use me, let me record for you, or let me, you know, teach you or let me whatever it is. um, Let it be a little bit more chill. Just start a relationship, start a friendship, just be appreciative. And this is what I mean about being honest, be appreciative of that person and what they're putting out there. Just be like, just heard this song. Absolutely love it. Keep doing what you're doing. Whatever it is, just reach out, make contact, make yourself known. That is literally it. You know, some of the clients that I have that I record with, it was like, three years of chatting and just getting to know each other before we actually work together. But those people are like the strongest bonds that I have and I absolutely adore them and they've become friends of mine and and now we get to do loads of music together and it's just a really great environment. But that started from just a conversation with no expectation, because I think that there is a misconception for some reason that you should be reaching out and selling your services straight away. That's just not how life works at all. It's about making connections, friends, finding like-minded people. And again, you know, if you reach out with that initial comment, let's say again, if it's on Instagram or let's say it's on TikTok, just for, you know, just for sakes, the sake of sakes, that's not even a saying, but there we go. Um, yeah. If they then click your profile again, you want them to see a brilliant representation of yourself, what you have to offer, then maybe will get them commenting on your stuff. And maybe it will get them asking you questions and you're showcasing stuff without any expectation. It's just, oh, this is just what I do. And then you just see where it goes from there. And like I say, I think, you know, you're not going to part ways with your hard earned money for some random stranger on the internet that is just going, I do this thing, pay me, pay me, pay me. No, it's just, that's not how it goes at all. Just think about how you are online. Think about if you find something that interests you, even yesterday, I had this ad come up. I think it's for something called athletic greens. I'm still contemplating whether I should, you know, buy into this and and give it a shot but the first thing that I did, I sort of looked at the website and I saw that they had a lot of reviews and stuff. And that was quite interesting, but it was like, no, okay, but I want to independently research. I, cause who are you? I don't know who you are. I know that they're probably a really massive company and I'm probably really behind the curve. But the point is, is that it's never as simple as hi, nice to meet you. Give me your money. It's not like that. There needs to be some sort of proof, social proof. There needs to be trust, whether that's through your own social media profiles, uh, just, letting people get to know you and whether that's you personally, you're playing, uh, you're teaching, if you're teaching, whatever it is, they need to get to know you and just gradually let it sort of emanate and let it percolate. Um, And then the other thing, there's, there's another way of doing that, which I just mentioned with having reviews is such a massive part of running a business. So if you have had previous clients or previous students or whatever it is, ask them to give you a review that you can then put on your site, because that in, that is the quickest way to sort of build any sort of trust with a potential client. So I'd say do that as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, the underlining thing with the whole of this sort of, although this does seem I'm sure it seems a little bit ah, haphazard, but it kind of is, there's no one quick route to from a to b to get a client there's all this stuff in between because there there are journeys that happen for every person that finds you now it might be through for instance someone might hear me do an interview on a podcast and then look up my name and they end up on my website which also you know gives them all this other sort of stuff to look at and blah 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 but there's so much going on in tandem that you kind of do have to invest a bit of time in loads of different spots loads of different spaces whether that's your social media whether that's you know getting interviews or whether that's just putting out free content um this is the other thing if you can offer a version of your service whether that's recording whether that's lessons or whatever your thing is if you can give people a free sort of try before you buy version That is a massive, massive way. Like the next step to getting a new client, 100%. One of the best things I ever did for emilydrums.com was start Drumstem Club. And those are free drum multi-tracks. I have no expectation at all with them. I put them out there, people download them, they use them, they release them. And if they decide to then get in touch for some bespoke drums, that's great. But I certainly do not have any sort of caveat. You can only download these if you then work with me. No! I've got thousands of people in Drumstem Club, and I'd probably say that maybe 15% get in touch about songs. Maybe 15%. But that's enough. That is totally enough for me. It's enough for me to live, and that's great. And then the bonus is people get to use all this free content to their benefit, which is awesome. It's such a great thing to be able to do. So I think if you can find a way of giving free, a free version, that could be a free demo. It doesn't have to be as big as what I created. Cause that's, that's me. I'm always a bit excessive, but that's fine. I'm okay with it. Um, but yeah, like a free demo version of what you do can be really good. If you have, if you are a teacher, free lessons on like a, like a free, YouTube series of drum lessons would be great or guitar lessons or whatever your instrument is. But I think finding something that you can kind of say, Look, let me show you what I do. There is no expectation from your end, I just want to show you what I can do. So and I think the final underlining kind of thing to say with all of this is that it does just take time, it takes time, it takes patience. It takes a lot of effort, whether it is just as simple as reaching out to people on say, Facebook or Reddit, or you know, just leaving comments or starting conversations. That can take months and months of either reaching out and hearing nothing back or reaching out and starting a friendship and just you know, touching base every now and again. The other thing is touching base with old clients that you've already had in the past is massive, like so massive, because you've already worked together. You already have the proof. You just need to stay top of mind, as it were. So um, yeah, if you are doing this, don't expect results within like a week, two weeks, a month, two months after you start doing it. It is literally, it might be hard sometimes, and it is. It still is for me. There's still moments that I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I know if I sow these seeds now, later on down the line, I'll be thanking myself. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've thanked myself for things like that. But anyway, I think underlining thing, be patient. But the overarching idea is sort of be in your client's shoes. Every single time you reach out to someone or you, you know, go to post a bit of content or whatever it is, put yourself in those client's shoes and just go, right. How would I feel if someone was saying this to me or if someone went to my profile and saw this, is this beneficial to my business? Is this beneficial to getting more clients? If the answer is yes, go do it and go do more of it and be consistent with it. But if it's not, maybe take a different approach. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that is my two cents on the matter. And as I say, it's a kind of slightly different approach to what I've said in the past about, you know, being on physical sites, air gigs, sound better, reaching out on Facebook, Reddit, blah, blah, blah still do all of that, that's fine. But I think that kind of underlying why you're doing it that's so much greater and the approach that you have with people on those platforms is so much greater than the reaching out the actual action in itself. So I hope this helps in some way with you getting some new clients. And if you have any questions on this subject, anything else put it in the chat. And um, so, okay, I will go to the chat live in the room in a second. I have had a couple of questions that came in beforehand. So I'm going to answer those. Oh, that's the other thing. If you want to uh, hear any anything else about you know starting a remote recording business specifically then um i've got this free workshop if you just go to emilyislive.com forward slash remote recording you can check out the free workshop there so let's go to the questions that came in beforehand oh this one is from nathan who is in the room as it were today anyway um so nathan is saying how did you get so confident going live and any tips for for your first live stream. And um, how did I get so confident? I just did it a lot. It's like anything that I do, I think. I, um, If it scares me, I generally do it. And then I do it a lot so it doesn't scare me anymore. Don't get me wrong, these things still do scare me slightly. And the, way, the only thing, the only fear that I have with these live streams and have always had is that no one's gonna show up. And that's why I always make sure that I have something hopefully valuable i was going to say something valuable but that's not for me to to decide that's for you to decide what I deem valuable to give to the live stream. So even if there was no one in the room right now, and um, and I was like, oh, and I've run out of stuff to talk to. We've still done 22 minutes of chatting. I feel like I've given something and that's fine. So I always have something to fall back on. I'm like, right, okay, if there's no one there, at least I've given a bit of value. Same with these, these the, luckily, because people send questions in before, I can answer questions and that can be part of this. Um, so I think having something that you can control Uh, is a really good way to feel anchored, I suppose. That's how I feel anchored. Um, And then I know that if people do turn up, which they have, which is lovely, um, I can just go into that chaos and it's wonderful and it can be very organic and we'll just see where it goes, which is great. And if you thrive on that kind of chaos, that's brilliant. Some people don't, that's totally fine too. Um, When I was doing my live streams at emilydrums.com, the whole thing was I'm recording and it just so happens that there's people there. People can chat or they cannot chat. Sometimes they would, they would, no one would chat. Sometimes there'd be no one there, but it didn't matter. Cause it was like, well, I'm just doing my thing. And if people pop in to say hi, then that's really nice. So yeah, if you can find something like to ease you in, um, where you can just kind of, if someone's there, you can say, hi, that's a nice bonus. But you're doing something anyway, so it's not a big deal. Like putting, pre- like taking pressure off, and however you need to do that in your own way, I think, uh, is really, really valuable. I still struggle though. If I'm going live for going live's sake, I find that a little bit stressful. It's fine after the last, the first sort of couple of minutes, but initially I'm like, okay, let's do this. Um, and in fact, there's a, uh, there's now where did I do that live stream? What was the live streaming? There was a live streaming platform that was native to Twitter. It wasn't Vine, that was the short video thing. Um, Oh, I'm whistling. But anyway, uh, when I did that, there was one time that I did that live on Twitter and no one turned up and I was just sat with a cup of tea and I had nothing to say. And I felt so awkward and just like, what am i doing this is rubbish who's gonna watch this who's and anyway it was a lesson it was very much a lesson um that i need to have something prepared because otherwise who cares i know some people can just sit and not have anything prepared but i need to and i know that about myself and that's okay so i hope that 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 kind of helps nathan as always bit of a ramble but it's okay Uh, so we've had another question uh from an anonymous person who has said have you ever suffered with performance anxiety um well as i've just said about the live stream thing yes i have um not massively because what happens with me and so in terms of let's talk about gigs because I'm pretty sure that this this was uh, um, about gigs so the only times that I remember having performance anxiety was the very first gig that I did um, and I remember feeling physically sick now I'm very lucky and this is gonna sound strange (laughs) I'm very lucky I have a bit of a vomiting phobia and so feeling sick is one of the most scary things to me and I hate it so when i felt that i recognized it and i thought right i never want to feel like that again so i worked out why i felt like that now a big part of the reason was that it was my first gig and it was because it was fear of the unknown which is a completely natural response i think and if you're suffering with anxiety on that level i think that's absolutely fine it's a new situation but later on i found myself feeling no anxiety at all i wouldn't get nervous i don't get nervous now and the reason I think is because I'm so well prepared because I am I'm anxious beforehand like I have anxiety about things that can go wrong. And my response to that is to kind of plug up the holes so plug up everything that I feel like could go wrong. I know how to deal with it in my head if that happens then I'll do that and then if that happens then I'll just do that If that happens that's not ideal but what I'll do is X Y Z. But what that means is it gives me confidence, like walking on stage that no matter what happens, I know what I'm doing. Let's go base level. I know all the songs inside and out. So that's the base level that absolutely that's an absolute that's non negotiable. I have to know all my parts, I need to know exactly what I'm doing. Like there is no there is not a single doubt about what I'm doing on stage. But then the second layer of and if this goes wrong then I just have to do this and I need to know how to do that just in case that happens and all of these other things are covered and there are very 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 few things that will happen on stage that I don't have a plan in my head for and that's not to say that you know I've got every eventuality sorted if the I don't know if something fell if a light fell from the thing from the rafters onto stage or something I wouldn't know what to do about that but I'm pretty sure that my instincts would kick, kick in pretty well but what that means is that I don't I don't fear it I don't have any anxiety I'm just I'm ready I'm prepared and I want to enjoy it and it allows me to enjoy every second of being on stage which is pretty awesome um, and then yeah and it's the same with things like this I am prepared to a point that if things go wrong I'm okay about it um, it wouldn't be ideal and you know, things do go wrong. A Couple of weeks ago, camera decided to pack up. Okay, well that's not ideal, but anyway, we get on with it because it's not a big deal, it's not a huge problem. Um, and then, yeah, so I think that's how I, I the reason that I don't really suffer with performance anxiety, at least at the moment, I may develop it in the future, who knows, and then I can, I'll give you a completely different answer. Um, but that's how I sort of curb the anxiety, the nervousness, all that sort of stuff. So hope that helps in some way. Um, and the final question I had in before I went live was, how often do you practice and tell us your favorite rudiment? Okay, here's, here's the tea. I, I don't practice that much unless I have a very specific goal in mind. And the goal very rarely comes from my own brain. It's often a goal of circumstance so if there's a specific gig that i'm sort of practicing for that will be the goal and everything that's entailed within that so yeah i practice towards practical goals if that makes sense not practicing for practicing sake i am terrible at just sitting down and playing like just rudiments whatever i get so bored because and oh it's i i really it frustrates i frustrate myself with it but if I don't have a reason to do something like a a really clear reason then I'm just like well this is kind of like throwing a dart a dart ball with a blindfold on because I could practice this thing I could get really good at it I might never use it so why am I doing this and I'm very much the person that wants to be um what's the word like purposeful I want to get I want to do the best job possible in the most efficient way possible. I'm an efficient freak. I just I love to be efficient in many aspects of my life, which can lead to a bit of stress, to be honest, but that's okay. Um, So yeah, I need I need a really clear goal. So I practice when I have a very good reason to in terms of my favorite rudiment. I mean, you can't beat singles and doubles because literally every other rudiment is made up of singles and doubles. So I will always say that, basically. I'm sorry that's not a better reason. And for all the teachers in the room, I apologize. Yes, I know. Oh, well, sometimes that can be your reason. In fact, that was my reason for years. Practicing stuff was basically because I had a lesson every week and I didn't want to let down my teacher, Mike Dolbear, every week. That was my bigger reason it's it's very rarely for my own benefit if that makes sense it's usually for someone else's i know that about myself if you can find what works for you uh like work out how your brain works and use it to your advantage life changing, trust me, but it does send you a bit crazy. But that's okay. Anyway, right, we're gonna go to some questions in the room. If you want to join in on this live question element and discussion, um, mostly about food, then uh, just go to emilyislive.com live.com. And yeah, we can chat. So let's see what's happening in the room. So where did I get to? So may drum says I love this intro may I'm glad you do. So the intro was massively uh, sort of created by you guys that are listening and watching um i got some of the guys to just send me in some um audio of them going "Emily is live and i just decided you know this is about the community this is not you know i'm just here it's not about me really it's about you guys so i thought well that's what it should be that's what the intro should be and i'm so glad that i did i love it too it's so fun i just love hearing all your voices um so uh, what else is going on? So Nathan says, looks like we all, we got all the band together. Yeah, it looks like the 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 bonkers squad, as we like to, I like to call you guys. I think you like to call you guys that too. Um, yeah, it looks like everyone's here, which is really amazing. Adam Stanley Drums is here. Hello, how are you doing? a blessed lunchtime to you listening on my way to work oh well we're glad to have you adam and you're typing somehow which is quite impressive oh my chat has just jumped down and my goodness there's a lot of chat going on uh jed says oh this is why i asked why jed was off work and he said it's a good reason a week not doing a lot lol good i like to hear that because as a person who is not very good at stopping and relaxing it always makes me happy when i hear that other people are taking time for themselves so kudos to you more of that we like that graham is here hello graham how are you are you well so me and graham at the weekend were literally within half a mile of each other at our gigs but we weren't able to meet. I will fully hold up my hands and say, I'll take the blame for that one, Graham. I apologize. It's just, you know, once you get into those festival sites, they really don't like you getting out again. (laughs) Um, So Ali says, fantastic news, Charlotte. This is about Charlotte's studio being completely booked up after last week, us talking about how much we really didn't enjoy rehearsing on the whole. I know some people really do. Adrian and the bass says, am I the only bass player in? Haha! Ha. I think you might be actually, I think we shall see. I'm sure that people will be uh, letting themselves be known if they are. Um, and Nathan says, Emily, yes. That is delicious motorway food. I love the salted beef. I love salted beef. This is the sandwich that I'm giving myself after, after this live stream. Salt beef and mustard mayo. I've tried making salt beef many times and I fail miserably it's the brining it's like seven days which is such a investment in time in a dish which is fine I don't mind that it's the bit afterwards every time I go to cook it I do the slow cooking thing and every time it's overdone and I you know i can just instead go to a deli and it's so perfect and i'm so jealous every time in fact there's a place just down the street from where i am right now and it's making me want to go there even though i have this and now i'm realizing i probably should have done that because although this will be delicious the place down the road is oh spectacular and um, so yeah anyone that's got any good salt beef recipes please let me know um moon Cat drum says dan marino is the dolphins guy okay is that is that the guy who he's having a meeting with, or have I have I it? Oh, do you know what this is so? Oh, it's Rick Marino. Okay, yeah, I really don't know who Rick Marino is then. Dan Marino, I know. Rick Marino, I have no idea. Um, and uh, Nathan says to me, "You won't get the meal deal. Do- uh, you won't get that in a meal deal. haha. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't, would you? I didn't even look at the meal deal. I probably should have done. I think even." getting it itself, I was like, right, we can't start adding chocolate and all sorts. I bought fruit with it just to offset it, but we'll see. I'm not sure that works. Um, Walrus Tass says, nah, that was Einhorn, or was it Finkel? Yes. So now we're talking about Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, which is, I think is one of my favorite films, like from when I was a kid. I love that film so much. Einhorn and Finkel, Einhorn and Finkel, Finkel and Einhorn. Also, question. For anyone that knows that film, like, and has watched it as many times as I have, you know when he's in the, uh, the hospital, um, he's pretending to be, have mental health issues and stuff, and he's in the tutu, and he's pretending to be an old player. You know when he's doing, like, a scrum or a huddle or whatever they call it in American fo- football. Now, my memory says that he says, Blue 42! Blue 42! Ha! I looked this up, and he doesn't say that. I asked my sister, she thinks that that's what he said, looked it up, not what he said. My husband also thinks that that's what he said. That's not what he said. So does anyone else remember Ace Ventura going blue 42, blue 42, hot, just, I know I am going crazy, but really, I just feel like I'm going crazy. It's that, um, is it the Mandela effect? Maybe it's that, Um, Charlotte says full house today. Hi everyone, it really is. Um, and da, 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 da. Adrian says, Drums are such an important thing for me. Well, do you know what? Bass players are a very important thing to us, Adrian. So we appreciate you being here very, very much. Amongst all these drummers, sorry, there are a lot of drummers here. There are also other types of people. We have singers, we have truck drivers, we have all sorts, but uh, yes, welcome, welcome. Um, You can be like all of our bass players. (laughs) Uh, Nathan says, ha ha, Walrus Tass at the old zoo. Not the new zoo, the old zoo. I don't know what that is. Oh my goodness, Um, and Ali is saying uh, bass is important for us drums, it certainly is, we love bass players, and uh, Nathan is saying yes Adrian in the bass, rhythm section in the house, I've got to say Adrian you're going to be busy with all of us drummers here. And Walrus Tass says, oh, major recording headaches the other day. Had one of my bands in my studio to record some demos, but Reaper chucked a wobbly <laughs> and kept putting random skips, glitches and hiccups in. Oh dude, we have all been there. Can I just say, we've all been there. It is a nightmare when your gear just decides they're not having it that day. I did a whole interview once that the guy on the other end saying oh i'm hearing this weird noise uh and i was like really that's weird uh and i recorded a bit of myself and i listened back and i didn't hear it and i was like i don't know what you're talking about and rather than just going right. Why don't we both restart our computers and then we can get on with the interview? I didn't do that, and I think the reason I didn't do that is because I was embarrassed because I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, and I just felt like a complete imposter—usual imposter syndrome stuff. Anyway, we did this whole interview, and it was to help this dude promote his business. And I really like the guy; he is amazing. And um, anyway, I sent it off, and lo and behold, he was like, yeah, there's a there's like a there was a hum on it. For the whole thing—it's like a 20-minute interview—and um, I was like, "I am so sorry. This is 100% my fault." And then he was like, "I think I can maybe EQ it out." And anyway, he did. Magician, proper magician. But I felt so bad. So um, yeah, sometimes just switching off, switching on again does fix it. Um, and World Test says apparently something to do with bit rates or sample rate or some such. I figure it out. Yeah, it. There are certain things that I think. I have holes in my knowledge for and it's things like that. I'm very good with practically working out how to do things, but when it comes down to the scientific reason that sample rates or bit rates don't work together or blah, 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 um, I struggle. It's just not how my brain functions. I don't, I don't think maybe it does, but I certainly have some holes in that area. So I completely understand. Adrian says to Ali, "Absolutely, I learned drums to understand. Oh, I learned drums to understand the bass better." Adrian, you are a hero for doing that because that is incredible. Just to to understand your instrument, to oh, we appreciate you. <laughs> can I just say, as a drummer, can I say, Adrian and the bass, we appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so. Nathan says, "I know if I did a talking video, I'd find it hard to just use my own voice." <laughs> well, can I say so Nathan first of all is seems to be this incredible voiceover artist without realizing that he's this incredible voiceover artist, does amazing accents and also occasionally sends these you know those um what are they called, memojis, is it? I don't know, the ones that move. He he sends these memojis of animals with him doing his various accents. They're incredible. And I'm pretty convinced that if you started just like a whole TikTok, just with that, I would absolutely be following you and watching it and laughing because it's hilarious. I love it. Um, but yeah, then if you're not comfortable doing that, then just do it in your own way, do a whole podcast where you are a giraffe. Why not in an accent, if you can hold that up for a whole that would be really impressive. If you can hold that up for a whole series or even an episode would be amazing. But as we have discussed earlier, I think it would turn into like an admin style uh, thing. And what was that called creature comforts? It kind of was a bit like that when he was doing it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love creature comforts. So uh, David is saying hi to Adam and uh, Adrian says, there's nothing better than a bass and drum jam. That is true. We do love a jam we do Nathan says weirdly by hanging out with some new musicians on some debt jobs recently I got some work website work but it's still work haha ha. well this is the other thing things really cross over in a strange way sometimes so that's perfect Nathan I'm not being funny Nathan but musicians need websites but it is not a natural include I don't think it is for me at least I've been doing websites since I was about. 16, probably, maybe 17. My first website was horrendous. But it was, you know, it was done in HTML. It was literally a picture of me (laughs) with the uh, and underneath just said, Emily, Dylan Davis, drummer, and my email address. That was it. That was my very first website. But it was me entering into that. And the only reason that I did was because I'm a control freak. And I don't like having to rely on other people for doing things like that. So anyway, um, I think that's great. I think, you know, cross-pollination of if you have more than one sort of job that you do, then yeah, just, it's great. It's casual, casual as well. It's not trying to, you know, pitch yourself or anything like that. It's just, you mention something and someone goes, Oh, I really need that. I think that's such a great way to get work. It's very organic. It's not gross and sleazy sort of like, you know, trying to sell yourself. I hate all that. I hate it so much. I hate it. (laughs) So yeah, that's amazing. Um, Nathan says to Adrian, absolutely mate. You're the facilitator of the stank face, my friend, my friend. (laughs) So that's the face when you're playing and something sounds so good. And you're like, Oh God. Well, mine is not quite, I think that's the stank face. I'm sorry if you're listening back and you can't see my face right now, but, um, it's really sexy. That's the stank face of like, Oh, this is so good. Oh, it's so groovy and in the pocket. Everyone knows that face, if you're a musician, I'm pretty sure. Walrus Tass says, any who, gotta love you and leave you folks. Have a great morning, day, evening, night, everyone. Walrus Tass, it was lovely having you. I'm sure it's quite late there. So enjoy your, the rest of your evening and see you another time, hopefully. Adrian says, commonly called bass face. Haha, ha, yes, bass face. There's like drummer stunk face and there's yeah base face we like a base face the shoulders have to go up as well um (laughs) so everyone is just saying goodbye to nathan and nathan is giving me one of these is that what is that called floss that's not flossing that's flossing what is that what is that movement that again if you're listening back you can't see uh and oh we have phil in philomia hello how are you i haven't seen you forever so phil is from when I was, when I were, when I have been in uh, metal bands from when I was like 15. I feel like we did meet when I was 15, Phil. Again, another person who is amazing at web design and doing all that sort of stuff. Amazing photographer. We love you, Phil, Um, and miss you very much, actually, very much. Hope Steph's well as well. So Phil says, for sake of sakes, I may have to steal that. Phil, you are welcome to steal any of my strange sayings at any time for sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this is my brain. Welcome. (laughs) So David frontman says, Nathan, this is a Georgian dance technique move. Oh, this is this kind of, yeah, I can't remember what it's called. As soon as I say it, you'll be able to imagine it if you're listening back. So I apologize for the lack of, uh, description right now Nathan says I think the latest reported figure is eight points of contact before someone will begin to consider buying into you thank you Nathan what a great fact to have so yeah I mean I'd say that's a very conservative personally because if I think about right so yeah that's I mean it is a lot eight points of contact but I think for me it needs to be not like uh, necessarily eight direct points of contact, if that makes sense. So not necessarily eight times that I reach out to you and go, Hey, Nathan, how are you doing? Do you need some drums recording? Or how are you or what are you up to? I know also side note, you wouldn't need drums recording because you are a drummer. But um, I think it can also be eight points of, for instance, someone listening to or watching this, and you feel like you know the person a little better. You know, this is a, that is a side benefit of doing this. It's not the reason for doing it, but it definitely helps. You know, People that watch or listen to this, they they feel like they get to know me a bit better, which is awesome. I really like it. It's really nice because it means it opens up conversations that I wouldn't usually have, which is great. Like the fact that I was just able to talk about Ace Ventura for a couple of minutes, it's fun. And I don't think I've ever spoken about that before. And that blue 42 thing, if someone can enlighten me, I'd really like it. Anyway, uh, yeah, eight points of contact. Well, there you go. So you need to be being consistent putting stuff out there either one-on-one or one to many um but yeah thank you thank you very much for that that little factoid there nathan you are a star uh and oh nathan says oh to david frontman does it have a name that dance move ali says great advice uh, uh, great advice emily thank you very much love these chats sadly can't stay for all of it but big hugs to friends of emily our Rockin' bonkers family <laughs> we love you Ellie. it's always lovely to have you here as well and um, adrian says well everyone it's time for me to get back to my writing coffee break is over and my base is getting lonely have a great day adrian it's been lovely 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 having you here it's always nice to see uh, you have been in on one of these or a couple of these before i'm sure of it but it's lovely to have you reintroduced to the group as it were and I go slap at a base uh, and Adrian just says thank you to me thank you you rock so do you so do you Adrian so um and everyone is basically saying goodbye to Adrian uh, and now we're talking about dance moves from the Cossacks potentially uh, <laughs> which I have no idea. Oh, there we go. Adrian says, the move that I'm trying to describe very rubbishly is the dab. You're right, it's dabbing. That's what it's called, which I can't do because I'm too old and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but yes, that's and apparently that there is something uh, Georgian about that also. There's uh, traditional Georgian dance. Apparently it's involved. I I need to stop talking about it because I really don't know enough about anything. That Scottish drummer is here. Hello, how are you? Hi, Emily. How's the new studio coming along? It's coming along. That's the main thing. I think we're still three weeks out, hopefully. The thing that we're waiting on are the windows and the sliding doors not the accordion the sliding doors and yeah i think it will be done in about three weeks uh, it's all painted now i will put up another uh, video or picture or something uh, to show you guys so yes it's all painted the little kitchenette is currently going in um, what else is being done today? I don't even know. Do you know what? I don't know. Every day so much gets done and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so close. We're getting flooring at the beginning of next week. Then the baffles are coming in, uh, like the treatments coming in the end of next week, I want to say, and yeah, and then we start getting windows and doors and then hopefully I'll start being able to put gear in and record. I literally can't wait. I am blocking off two weeks to just set it all up and get it sounding amazing. And let's face it just being in that room and having fun and hitting things and oh i literally can't wait i've been able to record or play properly since june and it's killing me it probably doesn't sound like very much especially considering what we've all just been through but it's what it is i can't wait i'm so happy Ah um and right focus is in Hello, Fergus, how are you? Hamley? hope you're well. Studio looks awesome. Thank you very much. I'm, yes, like I say, I'm very, very excited. Um, Has my chat just, uh, oh, sorry, my chat is jumping, but I don't know where I was. Oh, there we go. So hello to Fergus, and Mooncat Drums says, to me or anyone else, electronics, how do you determine what sounds to use when playing hybrid? Any good sample banks, etc. you'd recommend? So for me, whenever I use electronics, it's purely to use the sounds that were off an album. So they're very rarely drum sounds. They're more like percussive sounds or electronic snare sounds. Obviously I work with Kim Wilde. I have worked with um, Howard Jones and also uh, the Thompson twins. So very sample heavy, very, uh, yeah, electronic drum, 808, 707, like all those sort of drum, Uh, machines that were around at the time is very much recreating those sounds so in terms of actual real drum sounds I mean I to be honest I wouldn't be able to hazard a guess if you're trying to get real drum sounds my the fun bit for me is recreating album sounds that aren't drums especially if you're using a hybrid setup, like use the acoustic drums for drums and then the electronic drums for I'm trying to think of like an example um oh okay here's This is random. Um, And in fact, I can't remember the band or the song name, which is great. It starts with claps. uh, (coughs) uh, It's a crowded house tune, I think. That song, And welcome to my awful singing. Uh, Yeah, there's like claps on that. So I would, um, yeah, for instance, just put some claps on a pad and play that because it's quite a big part of the song. Uh, I would also get some singing lessons and be better at that. Uh, As soon as I started doing that, I was like, this is a mistake. (laughs) Okay, well, here we are. So that's fine. Uh, And Nathan says, uh, sorry, David says to Nathan, the outfit looks the same, but it's totally different don't know what outfit we're talking about. I apologize. I probably missed something there. And Zalta says, was it Twitter or Twitch? It was Twitter. This is the live stream that went terribly wrong because I, I don't even know if I think there were this, was, this was the worst bit about it. From what I remember, it was a live Twitter stream and it, there were people there, but they weren't talking. So it literally was people watching me with a cup of tea not saying anything. And I've never, well, I probably have felt so awkward and it just felt so weird and I did not like it. And I thought, well, this isn't for me. So it took me a long time to get back to the live stream thing. Cause it really like, yeah, it affected, and it didn't affect me, that's too strong a word, but it certainly made me go, oh no, that's not for me until I made myself do more of it. And I was like, actually, no, this is really fun. So um, yeah. I. I don't know. It's worth trying again when things like that happen. Laurie is here. Hello, Laurie. Yes, you made it. Well done. Does this mean you finally got the link? I'm so sorry for those that aren't getting the link for some reason in their email. Um, If you want to get the link, well, hopefully you will sign up at emilyslive.com. Fergus says having recorded in studios all over the UK for over 35 years, I have a MIDI set up in the house uh, in the house studio which is a TD30KV using superior drummer samples and Steve Slate drums. What's your views? So this I think is quite a a popular setup for sure. Steven Slate drums, superior drummer. So yeah, amazing. I don't have a huge amount of experience using Uh, that kind of setup. so I think it's just about finding what's right for you and what you enjoy using because at the end of the day you need to feel inspired when you're playing your instrument and if you can't get the sounds that you like um, or you can't play the drums or your instrument in the way you want to it's kind of a moot point so the fact that you've found something that works for you I think is just That is the key. I think that's everything. Fergus says, I've sent you MIDI recordings before, I'm sure, and I've just finished some tracks for some big producers uh, on the MIDI, and they love them. Fergus, thank you for sharing that, because a lot of people say to me, I only have MIDI drums, therefore I can't do remote recording. Fergus is a prime example of the fact that you can, and actually some producers prefer it. It's great for them because then they can chop and change sounds and you know they can manipulate stuff in a different way. So if you feel like you can't do remote recording because you have MIDI drums, look to Fergus. He is amazing, Fergus you have sent me stuff and it sounds brilliant. It sounds brilliant. Now you don't have to be, Always be transparent about the fact that that's what your set set up is. I think, um, but yeah, celebrate it, lean into it. Fergus is doing it. If Fergus is doing it, if I'm doing it, anyone can do it. I'm telling you. So Edmund is saying, question, what's the fastest land animal? (laughs) Haha. I am enjoying this. What a cool gift for folks. Edmund. Thank you. Fastest land animal. I mean, I would assume it's a cheetah, but I, I don't know. Side note, that is my husband's favorite animal, is a cheetah. I can't remember why. He likes that it's fast, but I think it's something else. It's the market. Oh no, is it the head? Something about the head. I think he likes that it's so little. Or I don't know, I can't remember. Um, I should be able to remember these sorts of things, but I can't. Nathan says to me, yes, I literally said blue 42 along with you, that's totally the Mandela effect. But why do we have it? Why, why? Nathan, I feel like you'll be able to explain this to me. Why do we all remember it as Blue 42? I just thought maybe it was a UK version that came out and then they changed it for some reason because maybe Blue 42 means something different now or I don't know, I just, I couldn't work it out at all. Be- but you're saying it too. Um, oh, and my chat keeps jumping, it's so frustrating. Um, right, Nathan says, we've changed timelines again, ha <laughs> ha, alternate universe 42. Funny you should say that. I was watching a TikTok the other day about this woman who said that she woke up one day in her 30s. She woke up and she was 11 years old again. It's really fascinating. I mean, it might not be true or whatever, but it was sort of this idea of stepping into an alternate timeline. Really fascinating. Might be true, might not be true. Who knows? But interesting idea. Anyway, so now we're on the alternate uh, non-Blue 42 universe. So maybe that's how we can tell which parallel universe we're in it's by watching ace ventura and that scene oh benny is here hello uh how are you hi emily it's great to see your success here with your recording business thank you that's so kind what's the most challenging part about remote recording for an artist most challenging part oh that's a good question do you know what at some point all of it is challenging and then you just do as i was saying earlier you just do more of it and it becomes less challenging um i think for me personally the only thing that really i do still struggle with sometimes although i just have to talk to myself and then i'm fine is sometimes um interacting over email can be slightly uh like i can read into the way that things are said sometimes and think that someone is being rude or um yeah I just read into it most of the time it's fine and I'm like oh this is great and I take it in a very positive way because that's just how I am but sometimes I do read into it in uh, an um what's the word unhelpful way I suppose and it's usually to do with if I get revisions then I'm like oh my god they hate it but uh, i'm rubbish uh, this is the, the the conversation that goes on in my head but actually then i just need I, all i do is i talk to myself and just say look you're really putting too much emphasis on this actually what is it's literally like a bar that they want changed or it's literally like this what they don't want this one here or you know it I blow it out of proportion a little bit so I think um, and again that's that just comes from working remotely it comes from working over email it comes from sitting in a room by yourself for a long time and uh, those voices in your head sometimes getting a little bit too loud and, and that's fine and as I say it usually just uh, is solved by me having a word with myself but other than that um, yeah sometimes a bit of communication occasionally like what one person means versus what i think they mean um if they're trying to describe something for instance but again very rarely uh because then we'll just start working with audio so i'll get them to sing to me what they mean or show me a a reference point or whatever so it, it and again it's just working through these things so, I'm sure once the new studio is up and running in a few weeks, I'm sure there will be a plethora of new things that will be difficult and I can report back to you and tell you how I've worked through them, but I'm anticipating that, so it won't be a shock to me. I'm sure there will be a lot of frustrations with getting the best sound possible and all of that because it's a new room, and which is exciting, but at the same time, absolutely terrifying because I am, I am not someone who thinks they know everything. I don't. I know a very small amount about a few things Um, and I work it out by being put in those situations so let's see what fun frequencies my new room will hold and what new positions and what mics I need to put in the right positions oh it's gonna be amazing and frustrating and overwhelming and beautiful and all the things and I can't wait I literally can't wait Um, and the Scottish drummer says it's a dab It is, it's a dab, that was the dance move I was trying to do. For those listening back, I'm trying to do a dab and I'm doing a very poor job of it, which I'm sure you can imagine. Phil Amir is saying, hiya, hi, how are you Phil? It's so lovely to see you on here, it really is. Um, Devon is here, hi Emily, hello Devon, how are you? I feel like you are a fairly new name to me, but I apologize if I'm wrong about that. Edma Massey says, Dan Marino, Blue 42. We have another person that is saying that it's Blue 42. You wait till I report back to my family about this. They are just going to be like, see, what is this? (laughs) David Frontman says, no, Casacs again, lol. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Charlotte says, watch out. Nathan's going to turn that sliding door waves hands into some sort of video. Of course he is. Nathan has a talent for taking parts of my live streams, and putting them slightly out of context, um, and I can just about imagine what he's going to do with the sliding doors one, which probably I will put up on either Instagram or TikTok so you can see me in my full Nathanized glory. Yeah, I, I need to, Nathan, can you send me that other one? that you did on that live stream with the, um, the is it Guero? Uh Because that still makes me laugh to this day, but I need to post it up somewhere that is a little more permanent than wherever I did post it up on that day. Um, if you still have it, you might not have it. In which case, please ignore this. Um Nathan says to Charlotte, me making suggestive videos of other people doing innocent things? Never. Yeah, Nathan, never. No, not you, not you. Jed says, are you going to live recordings when you uh, do live streams for your recordings when your studio is complete? I hope so, I have missed them recordings. I'm, I, I probably will, but very, very occasionally, Jed. The reason is that I realize that, as you can tell, if you're new here to these live streams, uh, you can tell I put a lot of energy into everything that I do. But when I'm, so when I'm recording, that takes a lot of my energy but when i'm live streaming as well it's great and i love it but it got to a point where i was doing like one live stream i would it would knock me out for a couple of days um and i it's not sustainable unfortunately for me at the moment maybe it will be at some point but for the moment i think it will be very occasional but i do plan on doing some live streams like some special one-off live streams whilst recording um but yeah it's it's still we'll see We'll see. Hopefully, is what I'm saying. So, Devin is saying Hi, Emily. I love your content. Thank you so much. Um, my question is I have an eight channel interface. Do most of your clients ask for more than eight tracks? Um, so, Devin, I'm going to turn this around on you. It's all that matters. All that matters is what you have to offer. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't worry about if someone is offering more or less tracks. You have eight tracks. That's what you offer to your potential clients. That is, you know, that is your premise. You offer them that, you tell them what they are, you show them samples of the work that you do, the playing, how you play. I know people that offer one track, like literally like a room mic, or maybe two or three tracks. Um, I, I happen to offer 16 tracks. That doesn't make me any better or any worse than anyone else. It's just what I offer. And, and that's, that's down to, you know, my choice. But if you have eight tracks, if you can get those eight tracks sounding amazing. So by, if anyone that's listening or watching that doesn't know what I mean, so eight separate channels of drums. So each drum is individually mic'd, So eight different channels. Um, I offer 16 different channels, but one isn't better than the other. Absolutely. That is not the thing that make something better or worse. It's, it's the amalgamation of everything, including things outside of the playing, including how you interact with your clients. Like if you treat them like they are the most important person in the world to you, which that's how I treat my clients. They are, you know, if I'm working with you, you are everything. In that moment, you are my whole world. Like I say, everything that I do, I put everything into. And that's the same when I'm working with a client. Um, you know, alternatively, I've heard about people that aren't like that with their clients they're very much like yeah I'll get around to working with you when I have time maybe just give me the money and I'll let you know when I maybe will do it this really nonchalant really dismissive attitude to people I can't stand that and that person may be fine being like that I'm not fine being like that don't like treating people like that I don't think it's right for me so therefore I don't and that comes back to that sort of how do you want to be treated so I think yeah just Lean in to the fact that you have eight tracks to give. That's awesome. The other thing is, you know, you're discounting that maybe you can also be adding percussion onto that as a separate overdub. So maybe you will be offering 10 tracks, a couple of tracks of shaker, maybe, maybe even a couple of tracks of tambourine too. We'll have a good tambourine or cowbell as often ends up coming out on my live streams when I'm recording. I blame you guys for that by the way i i i think once i've thought that cowbell was a good idea but i'm pretty sure i've put on uh, yeah uh, more than one track And um, anyway it can always be deleted that's why i always say at least it can be deleted so it's fine fergus says you're the voice <laughs> i am i'm a voice i don't know if i'm the voice but i'm a voice for sure graham says charlotte bibby needs an accordion soundtrack <laughs> Yeah, well, I can almost guarantee that Nathan is on it right now, uh, editing a lovely video of me miming uh, an accordion slash glass doors. (gasps) Slash? Hello? We're talking about Ace Ventura? The bit, Nathan, are we on a wavelength? You were probably already there. Where he's saying, um, uh, there's no way that Roger Podactor was murdered on this balcony and he's behind the glass door. Ah, ah. that is what I bet is happening in Nathan's brain but I'm not sure I did it well enough Um, anyway Zalster says don't believe her she sings great Zalster you're so sweet I really don't I'm a terrible singer it's okay though I'm okay with it I've never worked on it I shouldn't be good it would be just go against everything that I believe if I was any decent amount at singing because I believe that you have to work at things Laurie says yep Yeah, definitely. Oh, you're the voice. Oh, that's the name of the song. You're the voice. Yes, you're the voice. I don't understand it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Laurie and, uh, who else said it? Oh, Fergus. Thank you, Fergus. Thank you, Laurie. John Farnham. Oh, I thought, see, I've got it all wrong. I've got it all wrong. But yeah, that is the song that has the claps on it that you could use the electronics for. I think, that was, that's a good one. Um, Nathan says, nice bass line in that song too. Yeah, I, I really, 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 really enjoy that song. Every time I hear it, I go, God, I really like this. I love it when you hear songs like that and you're like, I'd forgotten how much I enjoy this song. For um, uh, someone's daughter yeah exactly great song terrible singing i'm so sorry phil says uh got to run been fantastic to see you again we'll catch up properly soon yes phil hopefully at banners or something like that e- yes sorry i was gonna say something i was like don't say it okay see you soon phil lovely to see you. love to steph uh nathan is just laughing at me being silly basically laurie says we're on someone's so So good, my singing is not. Jed says, I have a Roland TD30. Soon as you are done here, I'm going on mine. So many sounds and neighbor friendly. Dude, I'm with you 100%. Jed, I started out on an electronic kit and it was for exactly that reason. Neighbor friendly, headphones on, volume control. Everyone's a winner, baby. It was a Yamaha though, it was a DTX Pro, I think. I can't remember. Oh, that's terrible. I can't remember that. Anyway, loved that kit. It, it was the, you know, that was my first kit. I think I got it when I was 14, maybe. I can't remember, but anyway, it was awesome. And yes, we love it. Fergus says, thanks so much, Emily. Similar feeling there to me getting my first kit. Dude, it's just everything, it? Drums are just so good. David Frontman says, so, about getting more clients. <laughs> While I'm a STEM club rabid fan, one of my goals is to get a million 10 or 12 for real quotes. I have so many drums in my head and I don't know who's on the drums. Wait, I'm confused. OK, so about getting more clients while I'm a stem cl- club rabid fan. So rabid fan. So David is a is a fan and a member of the drums of, of drum stem club. I keep calling it the drum stem club when that's not its name. He is right. He's in drum stem club. One of my goals is to get a million, in brackets, 10 or 12 for my, for real. Oh right, quote, oh, you mean for your songs? I have so many drums in my head and I know who's on the drums. It will be me. I've got you now. Sorry, this is this is absolutely my fault. My brain is slowing down. It needs that sandwich, you see? Um well, why don't why don't we have a goal of just one quote first? <laughs> slowly does it, David slowly does it. I know that you are a machine when it comes to creating music, which is amazing. And I love that. Um, but yeah, for now, like, just, just keep enjoying Drumstem Club. There will be new drum stems up uh, once this new studio is up and running. There'll probably be quite an influx of new stems, to be honest, because I'll be messing around with sounds, and it's a perfect excuse for me to be uh, like putting stuff out there. So, um, just, just enjoy Drumstem Club. Do you know what? If we end up, if you end up getting a quote from me, that would be great. But that's not why we're friends. I I just think you're awesome. So let's just keep hanging out. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, that's fine. I'm just glad to know you. The Scottish drummer says, hey, it's Fergus. Oh, wait, hold on. Have we got two Ferguses now then? I'm confused. Hey, it's Fergus. The Roland kits are sick. Um, Midi is a lot of fun. I see your videos and they sound killer, but online drum studio has to say, down with midi (laughs) hey man each to their own that's all i can say i know people that are not a fan of midi and that is fine like that is absolutely fine i'm a fan of embracing stuff i'm a fan of what you can create using things like midi and even down to like nothing to do with sounds things like triggering other things i part of this show that i did once i used midi to trigger lights and it was just awesome it was so good it's such a interesting way to think so i think it's you know down with midi that's fine but in my head that means you're restricting yourself and i don't know why you would do that i don't know why you would have any sort of restrictive sort of beliefs or thoughts that you couldn't it just means you you're not willing to explore somewhere I don't understand that it's not how my brain works I want to always explore all the time all the time I'm greedy that's what it is Edmund says enjoy this good night Miss Steedy Edmund it's been lovely having you here thank you so much where are you then you must be in Australia no um Laurie says the Ace Ventura clip for you oh I I'm assuming that you have put a link in the thing but they they YouTube doesn't like links being put in, so I apologise. I won't be able to see that right now. Uh, Fergus says, "Ha, Bob. Hope you're well, man. Uh, I don't know who Bob is." Okay, so Zalster says, "Ace said 351, but it has no meaning for actual football. Lol. Yeah, that's what it is, actually, isn't it? When we, when we watched it back, it was that. But that's not how any of us remember it. It's." So weird, how does that Mandela thing, that Mandela effect thing happen? I just, I, it's, I, (laughs) magic. Earl says, uh, Earl Drums, Earl Bennett says, great attitude, Emily. I'm sure your new recording space will be fabulous. I agree. Communication and keeping that mind confident is very important. Thanks for the answer. No worries, Earl. No worries at all. And yeah, I think, do you know what? Keeping your mind sort of healthy and confident is amazing. It's, it's real. I find it really, 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 really difficult. I am trying to get better. I'm always trying to get better. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the the hardest part about everything for me is me. I'm usually the one that's getting in my own way, but I've recognised that, which is great because it has great power in that. I'm like, well, if it is me, I can just work around it. I can work around me. I can work with me. I can, you know, it's 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 annoying and brilliant at the same time. And um, Maisel says, sorry, I was preparing parts for the student. I've lost the chat. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've had to be away for a little bit. Uh, So we have a singer, Emily Singer, never, never ever, you never want to hear me, in fairness, and this is what Tony always says to me, yeah, but you are on that Darkness album, so I am on some backing vocals screaming on uh, Last of Our Kind, I can't remember exactly which songs, definitely Mudslide, Um, Million Dollar Strong maybe as well? And I think maybe another couple, but I can't remember. Uh, Fergus says, you are Emily, but I meant John Farnham. Oh, you're the voice, yes, yeah, sorry. I'm a little behind in the chat here. Fergus says, I learned it in the 80s. Oh, it's a great song. Um, and Nathan says, everyone's a winner, baby. Hot chocolate, that's another one. I always wanna say, everyone's a winner, baby. That's a fact, but I think it's, that's the truth. Again, my brain. David Frontman says, yes, STEM club first. Yes David I love that you use Stem drum Stem Club in such a brilliant way it's amazing. Charlotte says I've been sorting out hard drives whilst watching this. I need to back up all the last 5 years of emilydrums.com onto a couple of hard drives and I have been avoiding it. So Charlotte you are my sign that that's what I should be doing this evening just letting it transfer across so thank you uh, I've been trying to avoid it but I'm not succeeding. Charlotte says um, do you sort by year or subject? Oh uh, I sort Charlotte are we on a length? Okay so for years I've just been doing uh I sort by artists so each each artist that I work with has a folder and then in there are each of the individual songs But as you're saying by year because I ended up it's all on my Dropbox But I've ended up hitting way past the, <laughs> I just keep hitting the limit of all the files that I have on there. So I Now I'm gonna switch over to doing it yearly so that I can always have like the years uh, sessions Accessible on Dropbox, and then all the rest are going to be on a couple of backed up disks, basically. That is, so that's, that's, and that's not a boring question. Charlotte, it's things like that that I love. I love hearing about how people arrange all their... Because files, I feel like, are like arranging your brain just to make everything simple and, and logical, and I like it. There's a lot of peace that comes with that. Zalster says, count me in. Oh, saw, so count me in. Oh, goodness. Uh, drum circle in observatory. Had mixed feelings, lol. Love the circle, but uh, sacrilege in the, ob- observ- in the observatory being an old seti... Oh, the Observe being an old SETI member, but I got over it, long. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about, the, the drum circle, but I, I didn't know about the, the uh, yeah. I have no idea. I barely remember that scene, if I'm honest. I do remember it, but I don't remember, well, anyway, you got over it, so that's fine. Who else said that? Oh, that's it, Matthew, Ch- um, not Matthew Chambers. sorry. Matthew North, who was in earlier, said that he bought uh, or he signed up to Netflix just to watch the documentary. So, thank you for doing that. If anyone hasn't seen it, count me in. Documentary, Netflix, I'm a part of it. Um, it's interviewing loads of different drummers and like legendary drummers. It's a really beautiful uh, documentary. I would still be saying that if I wasn't a part of it. Beautifully shot, stories told, lovely. Oh, it was, oh amazing. Um, But yeah, sorry Zalsta, I'm I'm confused. I know it's my normal state, so it's fine. But yes, I apologize. I don't quite, I can't quite remember that, but it's been a year and a half since I've seen it. Um, So Fergus says, hi, Emily. Bob is that Scottish drummer and I'm Fergus. Oh, (laughs) I'm getting confused. Uh, The Scottish drummer is Bob and this is Fergus. They are two separate people, but my brain has merged them into one because I'm not able to read things like a normal person. Uh, and Fergus says, I was confused, but Bob's a mate from near where I'm based. Awesome player, oh, amazing, yes. So the Scottish drummer and I have been in touch, but yes, I'd forgotten that it's Bob. So I, yeah, this is the thing with all these um, like usernames. I forget who is who, if. The name isn't just there there's a few that i remember if they're here a lot but it's um i apologize yes if i don't remember your your first real name so nathan says in ace ventura it seems there's a clip of a guy talking to snowflake the dolphin who says the blue 42 line but it appears everyone has it confused with ace's similar line in the tutu that's exactly what it is isn't it Uh, Snowflake, go blue 42, blue 42, ha. That's what it is. Nathan, yes, you rock. I'm gonna send that to Hannah, to my sister and to Tony. And I feel like the world makes sense again. Okay, Nathan says, I don't believe it for a minute though. It's a cover up. (laughs) It's, it's, it's the matrix. Um, Sort by whichever you will. Uh, uh sort by whichever you will look for later. haha ha. oh yeah. We'll make a spreadsheet of it too Charlotte Bibi. hey man, I love a spreadsheet. love a spreadsheet um Nathan says SETI as in search for oh, search for extraterrestrial intelligence. This is the observatory. okay sort do you know what I thought SETI was? I thought it was like a type of drummer or something something first in my head. It was like something to do with Indian culture. I don't know why, um, as in India in Asia. Um, so uh, let's read this again from the disaster quickly. Let's see if I can decipher what I'm actually meant to know. So saw Kami in uh, drum circle in the observatory had mixed feelings, loved the circle, but sacrilege in the observatory being an old search for extraterrestrial intelligence member. Oh, because he was a SETI member. I've got gotcha. you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, that makes me sad. But surely, surely... You said you got over it, so it's totally fine. Um, Zoster, were you here last week when we were talking about a lot of us have quite the... Okay, obsession is the wrong word. We have had quite the uh, interest in, like, astronauts and space and the moon. Were you here last week when we were talking about that? Because if you weren't, you're another case of it it's amazing i love it Uh, jed says the weather is poor here in manchester but you and all on here have cheered me up thank you all and zoster says uh, nathan yes right so it is the search for extraterrestrial life Uh, and edmund oh edmund who i thought was in uh oh my goodness so i thought he was in australia but he's in uh, uh coronado coronado california um, which means that it is really late at night for you, Edmund. But anyway, you are the last comment of the day. So with that, I'm definitely gonna love you and leave you. Sleep well, Edmund. And everyone else, thank you so much for being here as well. And um, it's been lovely seeing you all. If you wanna be part of this live conversation, then just head over to emilyislive.com if you're watching back or listening back. It's been a joy today. I can't believe that this miss memory of Blue 42 has finally been put to rest. Nathan drums so thank you for that as well Nathan but um yeah it's been lovely seeing you all as ever and I will be back next time for another subject who knows what it's going to be but yeah have an amazing rest of your week lots of love to you guys and I will see you soon all right see you later bye